When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah here with Craig and PD back in the more furniture chairs in downtown mm-hmm. Phoenix um, after a relatively smooth travel experience Almost as perfect. a whole. Almost the perfect. NHL draft. Except was, you. Yeah. So, but it's funny because it's yeah. usually Craig. And the people that follow along with Craig's travels, they usually go horrifically wrong. Yep. And I, I think when we landed on the first stretch of this journey into Nashville, I think we were all surprised that we actually got in ahead of schedule. 20 and minutes Craig early. was on the plane. And we yeah, still yeah. got there on time. We got there. Not on time. We early. got there early on the way there. We had no delays. Like, everything was amazing on the way there. Everything was amazing on the way back. Mm-hmm. Early well, again. Early arrival again on the way back. I mean, back. amazing's a stretch, though. Like, amazing. amazing. It's, we could, buddy, we were up at 3 in the morning. That's not ideal. Right. I don't care. And Petey was right behind me in the plane snoring. So there's yeah. that too. But, um, but it came to an up. end. So I, and I, I jumped the gun because I messaged Discord when we landed. And I said, oh, my God, we landed. Like I was thinking, wow, what really happened? And then we go to baggage claim and one bag, two bag, three bag, four bag, five. Oh, where's the, where's six, the bag? six bag? Who's has, whose bag is it? It's mine. Mm-hmm. My bag is in Dallas, Texas at the moment. Which supposedly, supposedly. Allegedly. So, um, yeah, you know, it was almost perfect. It's fine. It, it is what it is. We almost had a perfect trip travel wise, um, but we didn't. It's OK. I'll take the L on that one. You're going to get your bag back today, right? That's what they told you, allegedly. But she, but she also said, don't quote me. She was like, this <laughs> don't is the, quote me. She was like, I'm this, only a spokesperson she, for the company. She literally <laughs> was like, this is the flight it's on. It should be here. But Jeez. but but if it's not, like, don't, don't blame I don't, me. Don't, don't, yeah, don't blame that's, that's me. pretty much what she was saying. So anyway, anyway, okay. anyway. Can we talk a little bit more about airplane etiquette? Because I saw more violations. We saw so t- oh, oh, brother, I was oh, I, I was violated for about three straight Did hours. You see him? OK, Sean, sorry. Sean, oh, sorry. my God. I don't, I don't like the way that was turned, oh, but well, go ahead. It was true. I it's, hear, it was it was true. I, I mean, want to hear what Sean I uh you know, Petey and I, we get on the flight, we sit down, no one's in between us get right yourself away. On the screen so the people oh, I guess yeah, I guess we can do that. <laughs> okay, no. uh, this morning, bright and early. Hey, hey, hey. Um <laughs> so yeah, Petey and I get on the flight, whatever. Sitting I uh, got a window seat, got an aisle seat, that's kinda where we rock. And this nice woman comes, eventually sits in between us, uh, almost immediately falls asleep. Yeah, which is just, fine. And sleep on just, a plane, good. Yeah, which is fine. I plan on sleeping, and then but she, her head drops, and then she just starts drifting. And no, just, basically the entire flight is yeah. sleeping on my she shoulder. She had her head like you thought they'd be like in a relationship. Yeah, no, for real. She had first of all, because I'm sure she's listening. Yeah, absolutely. she was head to toe. Yeah, Fendi sweatsuit. Yeah, and I knew it was Fendi because it said the word Fendi. <laughs> yep. Literally from her ankles to her neck. In case you didn't know, yeah. If you didn't know it was Fendi, it's Fendi because it was matching head to toe. And literally, her head was on his shoulder for three hours and twenty don't minutes. Don't those pillows no. bend now, where you can prevent that? No, we don't I mean, do it's that. almost like a. Uh, the only person I've ever seen do that is you. I do it. You don't do it. Either. I don't oh, do it. That's I do it. Do it. It keeps me very secure. Yeah. I don't want to be secure because I want to be leaning up against the yeah. wall. Well, she I wanted mean, to be leaning on you. Well, she wanted to be leaning not on you. I got second thoughts. And uh, she had her shoes off. She had her shoes off, which, oh. but that one's not as bad. Did you notice what her socks were? No. 
No, were they Fendi? No, but the, I mean, the it's not as bad as Avatar lying on your shoulder. Yeah, like physical but I mean, contact. Like, is, I, well, like because my first reaction, contact. I saw that she didn't have her shoes. I was like, ah, and then I was like, I'm wearing Crocs. Like, it's the difference between the exposure of my socks and hers are very minimal. That's true. so I can't really get on my high horse there. But I just the crazy part to me was that after we landed. Like yes. we were on the ground, yes. and she kept falling asleep and falling on yes. me. Like we <laughs> were on the overhead People are getting up, and she's, and she's still asleep on my shoulder. I'm like, what? Are we Her doing? husband was between you guys. I wish. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. They were front and back. He fell asleep the second we got yeah. on too. Okay, that's good. I'm glad that I know that. I didn't know that. That was her husband because we've we've said this all along. Leah's in the 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 uh, window, window seat. I'm in the aisle. The middle seat gets the armrest. I am cool with that. Yes. I will never ever begrudge was he, someone. That. Was he? Uh, this guy, yes. this guy had the elbows. We have he had aggressive elbows. This. Well, like there's a, it's you know, there's a plane there. Like he broke so the they plane. Both he broke the plane of my seat yeah. that I paid money for. And she His elbow was well into it. She was over the plane. <laughs> Nick's comment: a full Fendi sweatsuit and flying an economy middle seat, nonetheless. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> um, yeah. So, a couple of violations I saw. First of all. When you're going through security and you're waiting for your bin to like slide out, when you get your bin, you gotta walk walk it to all the, the way to the end. Because mm-hmm. if you're the asshole standing there and taking your stuff out and blocking everyone else's stuff, stuff from coming down, you're an asshole. You're also an asshole if you take all your stuff out and leave the bin, the bin. Like, stack the, the bins, oh, yes. put the bin away, stack the bins I... and go put them in Clean the pile. Clean up after it yourself. Takes 10 seconds. And it was so funny. So this man and this man, like he was wearing a suit jacket and like, he looked, he looked like Not the guy his first who, time on a plane. Yeah. And he doesn't, I literally look at the bins. I go, that's so annoying. Like that's such a pet peeve. And this girl next to me goes, out loud goes, oh, that's such a pet peeve. And I look at her and I was like, I was just thinking exactly. that. So I, we cleaned out after him. Asshole. I got, I got a few more that I wrote down today. That I, wrote okay. I literally wrote them down because I, I was tired and I knew I wouldn't remember them either, otherwise. You get to the front of the line before security. What do you have to show? Every time. Oh, like my this God. Never change out. Oh, oh, oh. Then someone's rump, rustling through their bag. Where did I put my ID and my ticket? Like, is we've this your first time flying? Did you not know that you had minutes. to identify yourself? 20 minutes to a half hour we've been standing in line. Absolutely unacceptable. And on a similar note, I don't know if this is something you wrote down, but... And the check-in area, something that we had talked about, is the people leaving water bottles just kind of on the ground as if there's not going to be a trash can for them to throw it out. Seems like they're just kind of scared of getting yelled at by a mean TSA agent, even though they know there's a trash can five feet away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A couple more. It drives me crazy when people think that they can walk in like this flying V formation, (laughs) like seven wide and take up the entire aisle and they're moving one mile an hour. You don't own the airport. Yeah. You don't own the entire people are late like, for flights. People go are like, move file, it, let's go. go two people or are like, three, but like, and can't sit down and need to pace. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sorry, your entire family of seven cannot walk side by side and have a conversation in the airport. You need to let other people get. And don't stop you. in the middle. Yes, to, if that's what I was gonna say. If you stop, go to the walls. Yeah, go get to the walls. walls. <laughs> go to the walls. Don't stop. Adjust your phone. Look for something in the in middle your bag. of the aisle like this. Yeah, I will say it'd be crazy. Yeah. I, I still maintain that you're an asshole if you recline your seat at all. Oh, agreed. Now, yeah. which is sad, right? Because like you should be able to do that for they comfort. Just, they've just made but it the airlines so tight. Yeah. So tight that you can't do it now with being I, viewed. Because I know that, Leah had said previously that she sometimes reclines a little bit, and I was really worried she was going to. And I was. She did. I, I d- thought about you behind me, and I. I appreciate do that because my knees were already on the back of the chair. Yeah. So if you had it all, I would have been. On I would a positive have note, pissed. I we got there early. We got through. We got our bags on. Everything was great. And as I tend to do, I clicked on my outdoor walk, and Sean and I hit the concourse, and we went through the sea concourse. We had a lap. And Petey I told doesn't him sit down when he gets to an airport. Petey does not sit down. That's what down. I learned was, on the ship. I, yeah, I think you've changed my life, though, Petey. I don't but you don't sit down. And here's why you don't sit down. There's a couple reasons you don't sit down. You're going to sit down for three and a half hours. I don't need to sit down for four and a half hours. So I'm going to walk, get my exercise on, and then I'll be more tired out. Two, I know the lay of the airport. In case I ever go there again, I know where every restaurant is. I know where the coffee shop. I know where the bathrooms are. And then you just make this loop. So now I'm exercising, scanning the airport, looking for people. And the second we got done, what happened? The Mile we, and a half. We, we, we literally, our just, boarding group we literally could have walked right under the plane. from Our Atlanta. boarding group was up the second our mile and a half. We walked a mile and a half <laughs> by 5 a.m. Central time, 3 a.m. Arizona time. But one more faux pas occurred when we got on the plane and Leah pointed it out. Oh, my God. This one killed me. Go ahead. So this, so you know, you put your stuff in the overhead. Yes. So this guy, so when you put your thing in the overhead, at the very least, you should have it so it's the the smallest part of the suitcase is you go facing on out. the side and wheels in. Yes, wheels on the side, wheel, like a book. That's what on they the say, side, like a book. Wheels in. This man. 
puts it long ways in. Long ways. Like taking up three taking spots. Taking up three dumb. spots. And I just was like, watched it happen. She points it out, and then I'm just looking at it like, yeah, I was, I, was, I was got up and too. changed it myself. Me too. The flight attendant ended up doing it to try and get more bags to fit. But like, common sense. If you put it, if you don't like tilt it on its side, because at least you put it in, you know, the narrow way. But yep. tilt it on its side. It literally says it inside the thing how to put it in. It's yeah. also just common sense. You need sense. help. My, I, I think my biggest, like the root of all of my problems at the airport is just a complete lack of self-awareness and people acting like yes. they yep. are the only one there. Yep. Like when you're getting on the plane, pick your fucking bag up and walk it to the to your seat. There's no reason to be dragging shit around behind you and hitting everybody as you just <laughs> pick your shit up. Right, like rolling it over feet. Yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing? You're just being a lazy piece of shit if that's the case. Pick it up and put it in. Like, <laughs> now, that, people now, are granted, like some people can't lift a bag, right? Like, Yeah, that's that's fine. You give them a pass, but. But and also backpacks, right? They tell you put it on your seat. Like, oh yeah. If there's space at the end, yep, like yep, right before yeah, we're yeah. gonna take off, if there's a space for your backpack. Fine, put it up there. But don't take it away from someone with a roll bag. Come yeah. on. So annoying. All right. Anyway, so but we made it. We We've made it back. Um, we just finished draft week, and much like the NHL GMs and scouts, no rest in between the draft and um, free agency, which kicks off at 9 a.m. Arizona time tomorrow, Saturday, July 1st. Um, crazy, crazy turnaround for those guys and crazy turnaround for us, too. But I can't complain given what they're going through. So we're going to look at what the Arizona Coyotes what their free agent situation looks like, who might become a free agent for them, who they might resign, and what sorts of free agents they'll go after um, here in a second. But before we move on to free agency, I just want to give everyone the opportunity to give any final thoughts on our Nashville trip, the NHL draft, the Coyotes in the draft, kind of just, you know, we can put that behind until we get to development camp next week. I'm grateful to our diehards for making yes. a major commitment to come across the country. And a lot of them came. I hope they had a good time. I had a good time I hanging out with them and, time, yeah. and getting to know them. It was the right size so that we could spend quality time talking to every one of them. I like that part of it. I'm also thankful for all you guys because I thought we killed it. We just killed it with our coverage while we were in Nashville. And the Coyotes give us such good access, yeah. right? We get such good access to this team to really tell all of the stories that need to be told. Yeah. It was nice being part of a team, and I don't mean just this team. I meant including the die cards. It was really, it was really nice. I think the draft itself, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm done talking about it. <laughs> Did they do good or bad? We'll have, we'll have more next how many, week. How many total hours do you think you talked about oh, it this week? Oh my god, in my throat, it sounds like <laughs> smooth jazz. But it's, it's. Mm-hmm. We, Sean, I've done a lot of talking. Oh time? yeah keeping you safe, soft, and warm in the loving embrace of my storm on beat. Okay. That's a, th- so that is from a Drake song where he samples like a radio guy, guy from Buffalo, like way back in the day. Nice. Um, That's awesome. Buffalo heard of it. Heard of it. So I, 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 I hope you put this behind us and we'll, I know we'll talk about these guys a lot over development camp and for the years to come. Um, we'll see if it was a good draft or not, but I, now we can start preparing for next for year. game one yeah for game one and that's what free agency is all about before we get to that i just just want to give a shout out to timothy in the chat um he's from slovakia and he's tuning wow. in to our show so welcome timothy and then also the angry budgie hey guys hello from manchester newest diehard checking in so appreciate manchester, you guys we welcome to the family it's earlier late there i don't know later. it's later, later in the day it's later in the day but it's not like late okay i, I don't guess. know how time yeah. zones work it's like eight hours or something. I'm not okay. sure. Uh, anyway, the best part about being back in Arizona is knowing that there's a Four Peaks fridge like 10 feet from me. I got to say, when you're, you know, we we didn't go out a ton, but when we were out and ordering drinks, like I just wanted to be able to order a Four Peaks and that was really hard for me. Especially the outdoor shows. Yes. I really could yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, did say I was going to grab a while. Yeah, the show. we were talking yeah. smack when we left. Yeah, that's not happening until I don't think that we <laughs> pass out on the show. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but... We'll be partaking this weekend, I'm sure, in Four Peaks. So excited to be back because I know anywhere I can walk into, anywhere that sells beers, they'll have Four Peaks here in Arizona. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. So check out Four Peaks wherever you buy your beer. You can also check out the H Street Pub. You can check them out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And please drink responsibly now listen Um, to shane with this just speaking of partaking speaking of partaking we might also be partaking in ogs later it's been a go 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 mentality for the last 
I mean, not just the last week, but especially the last week um, and might help to unwind before the go, go, go of tomorrow's free agency by uh, taking an OGs and that brand new pink lemonade flavor has been phenomenal. Um, so check it out if you haven't already. Sean's new favorite flavor. I believe it's an indica, right, Sean? Um, I, I think that's, that I think it's head. an indica gummy, but anywho, check it out. Delicious. But if you're not into that, they have something for everyone. Microdose, sleep edition, indica sativa, etc. So don't miss out when it comes to flavor and effect. Get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. You can check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 or older to purchase. All right. All let's right. talk about it, right, and right, it right. is free agency, but let's specifically see what's up with the Arizona Coyotes. And we'll start with their current situation, um, their current cap situation, their current roster situation. Um, and we'll put it on the screen here um, right now. The Coyotes are currently at $55.2 million in contracts. Um, the cap floor this upcoming year is 61.7 so they're still need to hit that obviously the cap ceiling is 83.5 i think we all know the coyotes are not going to be a cap team this season um but there's still 10 roster spots available so we'll talk about how they might go about filling those roles but yeah it's going to be there's a lot that needs to get done between now and uh, when's the first game october 13th or 14th um a lot that needs to happen because they need to fill out this roster yeah and just to be clear like 10 roster spots if they sign all of their rfas right now they have according to cap friendly they have 32 standard contracts the max is 50 now the coyotes probably won't get all the way to 50 they'll leave some flexibility most teams do but that's a lot of work to do, even if you sign all your RFAs. And those negotiations, by the way, aren't always easy. We saw Lawson Kraus go to arbitration or nearly go to arbitration. They were in the courtroom. <clears throat> they have some guys that are arbitration eligible this year. You could see some tough fights, especially for a team that is pinching dollars. I don't want to say pennies because it's not really pennies. They're pinching <laughs> when, dollars. When the cap floor is $61 million. Yeah, yeah. And they're not going to be... They're obviously not going to be a, a cap team. They're not going to be anywhere near the ceiling. They're going to be at the bottom of it again. And they've got all that dead money too. They're really running a tight budget right now. That makes it really hard on a GM, but you got to do what you got to do. So they got to get through all of those. And then they still have to fill a lot of roster spots. We'll get into all the details of that, but it's a lot of work for Bill Armstrong who just flew out of the draft <laughs> on Thursday night on on Alex Morello's private jet with the two first round picks got back and here we go. And it's not like he wasn't even working on this while he was there. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. They, they said, and it was a great quote. I think it was Daryl Pandowski yeah. that said it like he was running between the, the amateur scout meetings and the pro scout meetings. And I'm not going to spoil the quote because you're probably going to put in your story, I'm gonna use but, it in my story, but an yeah. amazing, amazing all time quote um, yeah. from Bill Armstrong battle coming Craig story later today on gophnext.com. There's so many things this team is juggling right now and trying to put a roster on the ice. And one of the things that I look at that I concerns me about doing that, just an overarching theme is their trip to Australia. Yeah. Because that, <laughs> That makes this even more difficult because you you have we've talked about it that that preseason game they've got three games in the same the day. triple header in three different and cities. a triple header means you need three teams of players so it means you have to have at least sixty if not more because you, if somebody gets hurt when one third of that group is halfway around the world I I do and really think, your NHL guys right yeah your NHL yeah. so that makes it that makes it very very difficult one it makes it difficult to prepare for training camp because you don't have everybody together. And that includes staff and coaches. Um, and now you have to water down the talent because you've got so many guys here that you guys on PTOs. And you're still trying to fill roster spots for the current roster with RFAs, UFAs, trades, whatever. I, I think they've got some challenges here over the next very short, you know, 60, 90 days. So they've, they've got a lot of things ahead of them. No doubt. Yeah, it's interesting. But we'll look at what what approach they could take but let's start with the current ufa and rfa situation um only a couple ufas for the coyotes this year brett yeah, ritchie on the nhl roster, on the NHL roster, yeah. roster brett ritchie and connor Mackey both 
UFAs as of 9 a.m. Um, tomorrow morning. And then as for the RFAs on the NHL roster, um, you got Christian Fisher, Matthias Michelli. Matthias Michelli, I feel yeah, like I had to do that. Way, yeah. um, and Jack McBain, um, that's on the NHL roster, of course. Boko Amama is an, a UFA on, you know, the, the AHL roster. You got... Uh, Cam Crotty on uh, RFA in Tucson, Prozvatov RFA, David Tendek RFA, Jan Yanik RFA, and Nathan Smith RFA as well. Um, so, yeah, like you mentioned, Bill Armstrong's got a lot on his to-do list, but how do you see maybe the UFA and RFA situation um, panning out here? So this will all be in my story as well, but in terms of the UFAs, at least the two guys that we mentioned that are... On the NHL roster were late additions last season, Brett Ritchie and Connor Mackey. I don't think either of those guys are going to be back with the team. So those will be two roster spots. And, and we're not counting, you know, their, their 32 roster uh, contracts already. Those are two more roster spots that can be filled by younger guys or acquisitions. I don't see either of those guys ending up back. I'm not sure Ritchie was a fit. And Connor Mackey, probably more of a contract situation. So I don't I don't think they'll be coming back. Yeah. <clears throat> You looked at what they've done with this over the last several years and what kind of players to look for. I know we're going to get to that later, but I, I don't think Richie or Mackey fit what they were doing. We know they were just last at the trade deadline acquisitions to get them through. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how they build the roster without those guys. And right. I don't think they were. You need flexibility, be right, yeah. between Tucson and, and yeah. the NHL and they, as part of this year. It's a bummer. Connor Mackey had great hair. So yeah, the fair. hairline you could also takes say a hit. every time you mentioned it. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the RFAs, I mean, I think the RFAs is we, more interesting. We all sure. yeah, like and and looking at these guys, I mean, Matthias Mitelli and Jack McBain specifically, I think we talk about them being part of this team's future. Yep. Um so in my mind I have no doubt that they're going to get <clears throat> offered now it's just a matter of how the contracts will shake out. Um it's interesting though and it's always a a tough time of year because do they get offered or not and then if they do then you know does it like how what how does the contract situation play out it's just it's it's a very interesting time of year but i think we should know later today right yeah well the qualifying offers will go out today's a deadline so we'll know they will release that um christian fisher interests me and I, i wrote about this a while ago like wondering you know if christian fisher accepts a one year deal I almost feel like that's uh, him saying, bye, I'm gone after this year if they don't give him a, a longer-term deal. I'm not sure what those negotiations look like. I was in I was in Europe for three weeks, and then we went to Nashville, so haven't been able to check in on that yet, but I, I'm wondering where that one goes. Does, does it get to a point where Christian Fisher wants something the Coyotes aren't willing to give, so they trade him? I don't know yet, but... I'll be watching that one closely. Uh, I think we're all in agreement here that we we do not want to see Christian Fisher oh my go God, anywhere else. Please no. Wait, and you talk about <laughs> the, the three RFAs on this team that we talked about: Michelle McBain and Fisher are the three RFA guys that are on the NHL roster. Of those three, I don't think there's any question: McBain and Michelle, they're going to be here in October. I'll get it done. The Fisher one interests me, and that's the one to keep the closer eye on because Fisher <clears> wants to <throat> sign a long-term deal here. It's not necessarily even about the money; it's about the security and the long term. He wants to be here so i think that's what he's looking for the team is trying to walk a fine line of hey we've got a future to protect and what we're going for in the future we're not quite sure where christian fisher is going to fit into that future so we don't want to be locked in anything down the road i i think that having fisher short term for them fits and works from the outside looking in christian fisher is a coyote for me this is the team he fits with the value of Christian Fisher is greater here in Arizona than it is at another yeah. team because of the capital he has gained by playing here, training here, being here, being a draft picker. Being the voice and person right. that he is, right? So I think in the locker room, I think it's important to have guys that really, one, support the organization's path to what they're doing here in Arizona and that Christian Fisher is absolutely the voice of that. <laughs> Second, he is he is a leader in, in how this is being you know, inside the locker room, in the weight room, how they are as a professional organization. Christian Fisher is carrying that banner to some extent over that middle core, and he's probably the guy with the loudest voice. The The problem comes in is where the fit is for him as a hockey player, and that's the concern because when you look around, at some point they keep thinking younger and willing to get guys to developing into these spots, and Christian Fisher plays a bottom six forward role on the, on, on the wing, and that could be a spot that you're looking at new draft picks, new prospects could be there learning and developing. And secondarily, when you look at him being on another team, 
So you got to watch how much you ask for because you don't want to price yourself out and look for a spot on another team because the other team is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. They've got a 22, 23-year-old or a 21-year-old that's just coming up that's going to fill that spot on that line. A little younger legs and a little more energy. Mm-hmm. So I, ho- to me, Christian Fisher's a coyote. He belongs here. He fits here. He helps here. Even if he just helps bridge them here to the other side of this rebuild, I think Fisher should be a coyote. I agree. I do agree. Um, well, obviously, there's those 10 roster spots that we mentioned, but it's not that's not necessarily to say that they need to sign 10 free agents because there's a couple of Tucson Roadrunners players that are kind of knocking on the door of earning an NHL spot. Obviously, Michael Carcone signed that two-year one-way deal. Yeah, um, and I, he's not waivers exempt, which yeah, is a key thing. Last yep. week or the week before, so that kind of leads you to believe that he might be part of the opening night roster. Um, You got guys like Victor Soderstrom, who had a a long stint um, with the Coyotes in the second half of the year. Um, So there's a few guys on the Roadrunners who can fill some spots. Obviously, this is just projecting and and speculating, but just right now, if you had to go with your gut, which Tucson guys could you see making the opening night roster and how many? Kolia Chonik is one guy to watch. I I think they thought he was their best defenseman down there last year. So he's a guy to watch. He did get a little time. Um, we'll see about Jan Yannick, right? He's been in the organization, organization for a little while. I don't know that he's taken the strides that they had hoped. The injury last year really set him back. It did. It, it absolutely did. Boot. But he also has the grit, right? He plays with that edge, that sandpaper style that probably fits the the type of team that Bill Armstrong wants to field. So I'd keep an eye on him as well. And you mentioned a couple other names, so. I think yeah, but, those are some of the. But keys I want to get right the RFAs there. first out of the way, so people know who are those RFAs on that on that squad. It's it's uh, Nathan Smith and Yannick <laughs> up front. We both think that Yannick is going to be a part of this going forward. My quick take on Yannick: I like that he's on the edge. I don't think he's learned where that edge is yet, and he yeah. better learn it if he wants to play in the NHL every day because he can't sit in the box for four, six, eight, ten minutes a night. If he doesn't learn that, he won't be able to play. Yeah. Nathan Smith, to me. I hope they can get him signed to a deal and get him back to Tucson. I think he's a valuable player. I do too, and I hope they can have him as a call-up guy, experience, yep. and I thought he was good down in Tucson, so I hope they get that one done. On the back end, it's Cameron Crotty. I don't know where they're at with Cameron Crotty. I don't yep. know, and now they're issuing us draft more defensemen. They are drafting more defensemen. I think that that yeah. the, the flexibility on a player like Cameron Crotty, I, I think they'll try to sign him he's, to a two-way deal. Yeah, he, but he's he, he feels like a, a guy that, is never going to be more than... No, he's a right-handed defenseman in the American League. Defensive defenseman, But yeah. when we talk about <laughs> filling roster spots, it's not just on the Coyotes. Like, they need to fill they need, yeah, roster they, spots in the American absolutely. League, too. So. I'm not, I, like, I like Cam Crotty uh, <clears throat> as a guy that, if you had to, you might be able to call him up. To, I, to, to Craig's point, I'm not sure he's an everyday defenseman in the NHL, but I, I, I would absolutely resign him if they can for a spot in Yeah, he can help America. him down there. Yeah, but at, back on the back end, too, you talk about Kolya Cholnak, another guy that got that we saw later in the year and well Kessel Ring is yes. one yes. Yeah. That, that they went after when they were looking at the trade deadline and one that we heard from one of our draft experts Maximilian Zuber yeah Zuber. so he I mean, might be closer than you think <clears throat> I think he needs a year in the A to acclimate to the North American game but they like him they really would, like him I would say but depending on the injury status I would say he makes his NHL debut this year yeah, I could see that. Like I, I, yeah. We see so many guys make yep. their debuts with injuries. Oh. One guy, uh, if you're looking in goal, I, I mean, I still think yeah, they're going to cool. qualify Ivan Prozotov, but I really think that David Tendek's time with the organization is probably over. They want to they back up, I think, in Tucson that's going to push Ivan Prozotov. They already drafted a bunch of goalies this past <laughs> weekend, so they were sending a message there. I think they're going to send another message by bringing in a backup yeah. Tucson, maybe that's not really a backup, but more like a one A one B. Where, hey, if you don't bring it, if you're not consistent this season, this guy's going to take over for you. I agree with Tendek, <clears throat> and I think that they'll probably move on from that contract. The Prozatov one, we talked about his ability to clear waivers. He has to clear waivers to go back down and play in Tucson. Now that they've got Ingram and uh, Vimelka back, he has to clear waivers. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Me either. There's so many. I just don't think teams are going to look at his body of work from last year and go, God, we need this guy right now on our NHL roster. Which is what If they could send him down the American League, I think there was teams that would take a chance mm-hmm. at him, but not in the NHL. So I think they will qualify him. They'll get him back um, in Tucson. And to your point, I do think they'll look at another goalie there Well, they wait for the three guys they drafted to be ready for that next step i don't anticipate any of the guys that they signed in this year's draft making a stab at tucson i just don't see it no i i i'm excited to talk we've got on tap to talk to um cory schwab 
at the the goalie coach of the Coyotes after he gets a chance to look at these guys during development camp. I can't wait to see um, the goaltenders on the ice and see that because these are all massive guys. Like yeah. Rabel's <laughs> six foot seven. That's insane. Right? So, he is He's so unreal. big. So I want to see his movement, and we'll talk, so we'll talk to Corey Schwab at the end of the week and see where his thoughts are on where these guys, what their development path looks like, and what he thought of them. But I think you're right. I think now that they have those three, they're either going to all hit and they're going to be tradable assets, or one of them's going to hit and they'll have a starter for the next decade. I don't know which. Um, let's just hope something positive happens with the goalies. So at the back end, I think they re-signed Prozvitov, and I think Tendik moves on. Yeah, so they'll need a backup. They probably also need somebody in the ECHL. Yeah. I don't know if they'll bother with, you know, someone that they believe is a genuine prospect or just a stopgap. And, and one thing when you talk about the ECHL, I want to make it when you – it's the path for a forward or defenseman from the ECHL to the National Hockey League is very, very difficult. Yep. The path for a goaltender from the ECHL is commonplace. Yeah. It's because there's only six jobs. Exactly. Yeah. You got to have true. a place for guys to play. You just can't, you can't put four goalies on Tucson. Very true. Um, I know that we have a lot of questions in the chat about guys the Coyotes could sign target. So we're going to look at the NHL free agency market as a whole and then specifically for the Coyotes in a moment. Um, but we did mention our trip to Nashville and how amazing it was. And I think every single person on that trip was a PHNX diehard, mm -hmm. um, which is awesome because those people, they all got 20% off on uh, this trip. We did an amazing pontoon boat ride, which was one of the highlights of the week, a pre-draft meetup at Love and Exile. We did a winery tour at Love and Exile yesterday. That was phenomenal. Um, so just a ton of great stuff. And all of the PHNX diehard events are 20% off because you're a diehard you also get 20 percent off in the ph next locker so you can grab your merchandise there and also you get a free shirt or hat every year at sign up so make sure to check out phnxlocker.com to grab your membership and receive exclusive content discounts on all events to merch and access to our discord chats as well as access to craig's weekly diehard only pieces that come out once a week um, as well Listen, when you come back from a trip, sometimes you don't want to go to the grocery store. You just want to pick something up. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about illegal pizza a little bit, since, especially oh. since I have to go back to the airport. Maybe I'll swing by, pick myself up some dinner. Illegal pizza sounds good to me. And all up to it Nashville, does. but Mexican food's not really their thing. Over yeah. There. Uh, yeah. Illegal no, pizza knows. Definitely missing it. Knows what's up, um, and they know what's up with not just the food, but the margaritas as well. So for you know this Monday, you can kick off your week Tired. with Margarita Monday <laughs> at Illegal Pete's, exclusive to Arizona location. Three dollar margs all day every Monday. Nothing brightens up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And don't forget about Taco Tuesdays, $2 tacos all day, every Tuesday. Enjoy your favorite chicken, pork, and veggie tacos for just 2 bucks. Swing by and start your week off the right way at Illegal Pete's. All right, so I think there's a big question mark for the Coyotes going into next year. Will they be better or worse? What kind of step are they going to take? And that, that question kind of starts tomorrow with what sorts of free agents are they going to go after? I will give away this quote. Okay, this quote's amazing. Because I talked to Bill Armstrong this morning, and he said, essentially, don't expect us to be shopping on the Gucci or Prada aisles. That's not going to happen. And listen. Great quote. If you read the analysis of this year's free agent crop, you probably already know that a lot of people think it stinks. That's a really <laughs> bad free agent class. So you don't want to be overpaying for the guys at the top of this class. Free agency, and Bill will say this over and over again, is where the biggest mistakes often get made. You overpay for guys, you give them too much term, and then a few years down the road, you're like, oh, how, do, how do I get out of this? Oh, I'll, I'll go to the Coyotes, and then we'll complain that the Coyotes <laughs> are doing this, even though they <laughs> bailed me out of my bad decision. Um, the Coyotes are not going to be shopping for those type of players. They're going to be looking for value guys. In addition to that, I still think they're open to trades. And some of those trades could be like what we saw with Sean Dursey, or some of those trades could be a team signs a free agent and then they suddenly have to move out salaries. So there could be an opportunity mm. for the Coyotes. With all of these moves, they could even claim guys off waivers, right? Which will come closer to training camp. They did yeah. with Yusuf Alamaki. With all of these processes, I would say the Coyotes are going to be patient. There may be an opportunity that comes along on the first day of free agency and they sign a guy. But a lot of their <laughs> moves could come late, well, well into the summer, later in the summer, even around training camp. They'll continuously be looking for 
value players that they can add. They do want to take a step forward, so they'll, they'd be looking for a di- little different profile than they've been looking for in the past. But they'd still be interested maybe in getting guys that they could flip at the deadline that could still add something to this roster like Nick Bugstad did. Um, again, patience will be the order of the day because they're not going to be actively pursuing those big names, quote-unquote big names, because there really aren't any on the first day of free agency. Yeah, normally you've got a guy that everybody's trying to target a free agency and everybody's going, oh, where is this guy going to go? I don't know if that guy exists right now. You look at players' names, like Patrick Kane's hurt, and I don't think he's going to be able to dive in to get in the Patrick Kane sweeps prime, games right, right now. He could overpay Patrice big time. Bergeron's on the list, but he's not going to play. No. You know, so you look at the names. I, I just went through the top 20 names. I even Phil Kessel, they got right now in the top 20. Phil Kessel's not going to be a Coyote again. Nope, just throwing that out there. So don't don't wait for the Phil Kessel train. The problem I see with the free agent market is is the age these players are at in their career. So the younger end of the free agent market is still 20, 29, 30. I don't see Bill Armstrong putting major assets into a 30-year-old player right now. No, you don't want something that's going to hurt you down the road. It's going to hamstring you down the road. So yeah. I think I think that when they get to free agency and you start looking at the names, like even Michael Bunting's a guy that they've had in this organization. You've got Max Domi's been here. Bunting's been here. These guys aren't coming back. Nope. Like th- those type of players aren't what they're looking for in the future. I think younger. Yep. So what I think to Craig's point, if you're, if people are here listening, waiting for us to go, I think the Coyotes are going to target um, Thomas Tatar. No, they're not. Nope. If you go heard get Alex DeBrincat, nope, nope, not happening. Nope. They're not going to target guy. If you've heard of them, they're not targeting them. And if they're so, a big <laughs> ticket guy, no. It's yeah. not going to happen. It doesn't make sense right now. Yeah. So I think if you can look at what they made last year, if they made $2 million or more, they're not coming. If they're 30 years older, older, they're not coming. You know, we talked last year about what Nick Bugstead was able to do. Um, he's also back as a free agent. I I would love to see Nick Bugstead back in a Coyote form. I would love it. I just don't <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know how that fits unless, unless this goes long. And, and I... I, I agree with Craig. I think this team is going to be filled mostly, and I think you're going to see a lot of activity off the waiver wire. Why, oh, excuse me, waiver wire, because that's for players that are just on that fringe. You'll see teams try to send down 12, 15 guys at a time during training camp yep. and sneak this guy through. I'm going to sneak this guy what through. What did they get last year? Well, Valamaki and, Connor, and Ingram. Connor Ingram. Yeah, both for free. Yep. So I, I really believe that's going to be their path because you look at what they did with Valmaki. He's a young player on the way up that's just not quite ready for the team that he was for Calgary. He was not quite ready. Well, <laughs> well he was not ready, ready for, for Daryl Sutter. Yeah, well, he was ready for right. here. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think when they have so many spots to fill, and guess what? You have nothing to lose. You pick the player up off on waivers. You let them go play in the Wichita game when they're in St. Louis, Wichita, and, and, and across over in... Australia. Australia. I can't think this. We are all, we are very tired. But so when you, when you, when you have all those three, you pick them up on waivers, you know what? If he doesn't fit after that, put them back up on waivers, you're done. Yeah. So I think waivers is really where this team is going to cash in, as it were, and pick up players. And they might get lucky again because last year, lucky or not, Connor Ingram was on the verge of being an NHL player and they picked him up and now he is. Um, Valamaki, I think. No, I think I know Calgary was disappointed to lose a player of his caliber, caliber in their development pipeline. He's been very good here. I think Bill's going to do that again this year. I think he's going to go at it more aggressively than he did a year ago to fill spots that he saved last year for players like Nick Bugstead. Because when you look at their dead cap money, they're closer to the cap. They're about five or six million dollars away with at least 10 roster spots still available. Yeah. So the, they're going to hit that cap number. So they yeah, don't no need to pick up another comp contract to hit that. So the Patrick Kane deal, don't look for it. No. <laughs> Um, He's already been a Coyote anyway. Yes, very oh, true. That's right. for five seconds. Co- I forgot about that. Michael said uh, GMBA is a waiver Jedi. <laughs> uh, he is. And, and there's so many benefits for Bill to go that route. You don't have a long-term commitment to player. You can get a, a player of value. You're going to get a younger player. All of the boxes that he needs to check, he can check there. He needed he needed Bugstead and Gostisbehere before because he needed to flip those players into assets at the trade deadline. He needed to fill... He needed a warm body on the team that he was hopefully able to trade at the end of the year. And that includes uh, Richie, that he was able to turn into another player. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He said it. We heard him say it. That's not the path they're taking this year. Yeah. Now, if that player is available, and that's why I talk about Nick Bugstead. Let's just say we're sitting here in September. Bugstead doesn't have a team. We're a week before training camp. And Bugstead agent goes, gosh. Yeah. 
Maybe let's call ben Bill Hankinson, Armstrong. By the way, what's that? Ben oh, Hankinson, Hankinson, good Minnesota yeah, guy. He is a good Minnesota let's guy. Let's call Bill Armstrong. Bill, he loved it there. He liked the locker room culture. He loves the coach. Um, we'll come back for X. And oh, by the way, what's the center depth look like for the Coyotes right now? Exactly. They could use another center. They could, and that's why I, I would never say never to a player like Nick Bugue said that's an older player that can still add some value. I just don't think it's going to be till the last minute yeah. until he's fair. exhausted the RFAs, until he's exhausted some waiver options. I, I And then at that point, if you can get a player like Nick Bugue said coming back and go, well, well, we'll play for this and we'll take a one-year deal. Yes, because guess what you do? You do the whole damn thing over again. Yep, flip them again. Nick, you come here. We'll pay you this. We'll do play you the did. hell we'll, out of you. We'll flip you for another third-round yep. draft. We'll play the <laughs> hell out of you, and then come the trade deadline, we're going to put you on a team that's making a playoff run. Yep. Just do it again for us. So yeah, I'm 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 the Minnesota hopeful <laughs> hat on and the Minnesota nice. I hope it happens. I, I, I really like Nick Bukestad in this room. I liked him on the ice. I liked watching him at Mullet Arena because I thought he brought excitement there. He didn't fill the same role in Edmonton. He was good there. But he didn't carry the mail like he had to here. I hope something like that does happen. But if, if it yeah. does, don't look for that until September. Oh, it would be amazing. Um, well, we have a number of questions in our chat. Uh, there were also some uh, waiver moves for the intentions of buyouts. Matt Duchesne, Riley, Yamamoto, Blake Wheeler. Come on down. Um, Can you come imagine if he finally plays Come the back Coyotes. to the Coyotes. No, come back you. to where it all began, Blake Wheeler. Just kidding. Uh, but let's get to a few of these questions in the chat. Um, and I believe the first one was about Yamamoto from Carson. Any chance we could get a guy no. like Yamamoto, especially if we want to be a little no more No interest in bringing Yamamoto here. None. Okay. I, I think that's bottled it up. None. Okay, perfect. You, you asked. Yeah, and, so you and, talked and, and to Carson wasn't you, the only one asking. So. so that's that's not speculation. That's you know you've asked. I know. I've asked. No interest. All right. Nope. There you have it. Connor. I think all the guys you're talking about, the money is just not going to fit to what they're trying to well, do. Well, look at it. Look at Yamamoto, too. What what what, what, he, what stands out about him, his profile as a player? I don't know anything about him. Does he, does he strike you as a Bill Armstrong type of player? No. No, exactly. Um, Connor said, do you think we could take a chance on Logan Stanley from Winnipeg since he requested a trade last summer? We've seen a few questions about Logan Stanley. I don't also. know. I don't know. And it's another one of those. He's six, seven. <laughs> it would be, a, it would be a maybe 25. It would be a maybe. I, I wouldn't write a player like that off. That's more in the wheelhouse of what th that's a possibility. For, for a Coyote player, so I wouldn't write that off. I don't, that doesn't ring all the alarm bells for me. Like, yeah, Bill's going to jump on that, but I wouldn't say no. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Carson also asked, Gunther make a roster spot this year or back to Seattle? I think Gunther's coming. I think he's going to Coyote NHL yeah. roster. Now, having said that, if Gunther struggles at some point this season, could he play some games in Tucson to help him out? Yeah, I could see that happening, but I, I do think Dylan Gunther is going to be a pro next but season. But here's, here's, it's, what are we, doing? It's almost July. July is tomorrow. Oh, my so God. Players that are looking to make this roster, and, and Bill said it. It's not up to him. It's up to the player. Yep. If you come into camp, and I've seen it firsthand where guys come in here with every intention of we're sending that kid back. We're sending that kid back to junior. And blows the doors off in the training camp. And you That's go, great. oh, my goodness. Now we got to make a choice. He was for sure going back. We played in the first training, spring, tra spring training, preseason <laughs> game, and he was really good. But we played him again. He was pretty good. Like, this kid's making a difference. Gosh, we're going to have to make a decision. You need to do that. It, that's on the player. It's not on the coach or the manager. It's on the player to make them make a decision. It's, if you go in there and you don't get noticed, you're going back to junior. Yep. And you know the player I'm thinking of specifically. Connor Geeky. It's Connor Geeky. Yeah. So Connor Geeky can come in here and... If Connor Geeky comes in here physically prepared, ready to play, and gets noticed, he might stay an extra day or two. You stay that extra day or two, now you get a game. And you go, God, he was really good in the game. And then you get another game. And then regular season starts, and you go, God, he's got six points through training camp. we got to put this kid in to give him another look. So maybe he's in, in makes the opening night roster. I, I don't know. I'm just saying Connor Geeky is interesting to me because he's a player physically, physically size wise. I think he's a guy that's, that's ready physically. He can continue to get bigger and stronger, but he's the one coming into training camp on that list of going back to junior or playing on this team is the most interesting to me. I think Dylan Gunther plays. I don't think there's any question. He's going to be a coyote. Yeah. I think sending him back to junior would be difficult for him personally. And I think it'd be difficult for the franchise. Today. I think Connor Geeky needs more development. 
I don't think he's ready for the NHL. Even if they were to keep him early, I think at some point they'd have to send him back. I, don't, I just don't think he's ready. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. I don't think he showed it last year that he was ready. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And it's funny, though, Craig, you see it right away. And, yeah. and summer summer matters, right? Summer can change things. Yeah. Yes, and it's not this development camp. Don't don't evaluate anybody at this. Guys have different right. skating regimens at this point. Some guys haven't been on the ice since the regular season of their last team. Do not evaluate players in the summer, like meaning this development camp. The and team and doesn't. Team doesn't. Yes, exactly. They don't. It's an orientation. That's and they'll what it tell is. them that they'll say we don't we don't want guys getting hurt here, so don't overextend. Now, when you get to main camp, buddy, bring it. Yep. And you better stand out. I, I, young guys have asked me all the time, what do I need to do? I said, do something. Just whatever it is that you're good at and you do well, do it better here. So that means practices. That means at the team meals. That means being on time, being everything, everywhere you go, doing it professionally in the right way. Because if you're an asshole off the ice, we use that word a lot today. Yeah. If you're that off the ice, they notice it matters. So I think you can make this team and you can definitely miss this team by your behavior and your practice habits and the way you perform in these games. Get noticed. I'm not ready to write Connor Geeky after because I haven't seen him in a year. I can't wait to see him and what he has developed. And you'll know, Craig, you're going to know in 48 hours. Yeah. After on, on camp, not yes. 40 hours development Agreed. camp. Agreed. And the other thing is don't this rookie camp thing. That's a week, 10 days before main camp. Yeah. Grain of salt. Grain of salt. Because you're playing against other rookies. You're playing against other rookies. And a lot of guys are PTO guys and that. Each team has about four or five legit prospects in that rookie development camp. You better be good at that. So don't go, oh my gosh, he was amazing in that. Right. Eh, Wait, we always used to say, like, I, the NHL coaching staff would always say, "Eh, just wait, wait till Monday. Let's see when he's out there on the ice against Shane Doan and see how he does. Yep. So when you're playing against men. Instead yep. of eighteen-year-old boys, so the first day of main camp is where you start to to separate, you know, the cream from the milk. Uh, a couple other just quick hitting questions. Connor asked about Curtis Douglas ready to suit up with the Coyotes or need more time with Tucson. He's yeah. Tucson. Period. All yeah. right. Um, He's not a Coyote. Jorm, I don't know how to say Jorm Mungander. Sorry, and Thorn is twenty. Is twenty? Will he be back in the OHL or does he have a chance to play Who's in it? the ECHL? Thornton, Thornton, goaltender. <laughs> But this could be interesting. Yeah. At his size, I think he needed to play better in junior than he did. Yes. I think he needs to develop more in juniors. However, we talked about the limited number of roster spots for goaltenders at his size and his age. East Coast League, not not a bad thing. Not impossible. I could see that. I don't think he belongs in the A. Absolutely not. He needs to play. Push Prozvatov. He won't play. Right. But the ECHL, maybe. That's, I, that's a maybe. Yeah. Only because of his size and physical maturity, I think that's a maybe. I still believe he needs to go back to the OHL and Me be too. the guy. Me too. And carry a team in the OHL. I think for goaltenders especially, you need to be playing at the top of your game. Yeah, in, you need to excel where you are before you move Exactly. Yep. But the East Coast League, the one thing about the East Coast League, you're going to play a lot of games and you're going to see a lot of pucks. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's where a goalie can really develop his game. So I won't say absolutely no to Thornton. I would predict he's back in junior, but the only other path for him would be the East Coast League. Yeah, yeah, and we have a ton more questions in the chat. So, but we will save some because I'm sure we'll get some more clarity next week. People asking about Josh Doan. Josh Doan, you make so, some quick comment on him. Uh, yeah, Josh. Josh was interesting. Like, first of all, when when he left ASU after two two years, people thought that was a mistake. They thought he needed more development. Then he got to the A. Granted, it's a small sample, but he got down there. He played well. He played well in his regular season games and and showed something in the playoffs as well. So I, I think he took a step forward. He didn't look out of place in Tucson after only two years of college. So that that's a good sign. Josh is the kind of guy where I think if you have injuries or something, yeah, could they give him a look? Could, could he get a, a taste of NHL action? Bring him yes. up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something, huh? But... I don't think Josh Jones ready to play in the NHL yet. No, no, he, it, he needs development. He, he needs a full year in the American League to yeah. develop. Could he get a game? Yes. To somebody asked Bertuzzi, no, nope. Tyler Bertuzzi is going to go for a team ready to win the cup. Yeah, and that ain't this one. Yeah. So just to just to summarize, they're not shopping for those big names. They're shopping for value guys, as Craig said. Um, and we'll we'll know. I mean, nine a.m. You start to see them rolling in right away. It's always a fun time, and obviously Craig will know it sooner rather than later, so you can yeah. 
Maybe. I mean, free we'll, agency's tough. we'll have it on free our... Free for national guys. You can go on our Twitter at least, at PHNX underscore Coyotes, because we will retweet or promote whoever does have it um so check that out and then on monday hopefully we'll have some a couple of names we can talk about um as guys that are gonna be on this roster we in do october this again on monday yeah but we're off tuesday buddy yeah we are off tuesday <laughs> well, yeah, fourth of july when we say we you mean you're i'm going to the rink you, you are made that choice for you're gonna death camp on the fourth of july good hey, Pro- what am i hey, gonna do the make sure of- you produce some good content fourth okay? of july at 11 in the morning <laughs> what the hell are you my fireworks at 11 <laughs> Is there a parade I'm missing? I have a family. What? They'd like to see me. What are you going to do? I don't know. You're going to go, there's a downtown Gilbert parade. Oh. You're going to dress up as Uncle no, Sam? No, I will not go to parades. Like, I am not well, a parade guy. We'll grill out. We're going to grill out, What are you going to do? We're going to grill out. I'm going to make breakfast. At 11? No, we're going to make breakfast. We'll have a big breakfast. It'll be about eating. I'll, well, That'll be a day of feasting. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll be in bed at 8. I don't care what... The fireworks, just keep them down in my neighborhood, please. If you've got little firecrackers and sparklers, Put the on Wiley. take them somewhere else. Put the earmuffs on. He doesn't, doesn't care. care. Doesn't care. Doesn't bother me a bit. That's great. They bother me. They bother Man. me. Do not do it. We had a guy in the neighborhood. Like, what does that do? Okay, three seconds. What does that do for you? I don't know either. I don't get I it. I admit, I don't get <laughs> it. We have neighbors who like, do it every year, and I'm just like, buddy, go. Uh, I get it when you want to take your eight-year-old to see the big ones. Right. And even then, ooh, ah. Over, I've seen them. They're red, they're green, they're blue. Ooh, ah. Fireworks are the biggest letdown I've ever had in my life. Totally agree. Ooh. I totally agree. Adults that go that I want to see them like over water like while I'm doing something really fun. If they're but synchronized If they're music, the main attraction, nah, I'm not Synchronized going. music and the shape of the Statue of Liberty in red, white, and blue. <laughs> I'm in. Other yeah. than that, or or the stuff that like Gandalf ooh. created in Lord of the Rings, where it's a dragon oh flying over you. That's uh, you so want to impress me. Bring that Pinnacle Reserve too. Keep that shit out. No bang bang. <laughs> no sparkler it's coming. So uh, last Plus it scares the hell out of dogs. Like dogs freak out. Don't leave your dogs outside on the Fourth of July. Okay. I'm 55. My first sparkler I held at 53. My wife couldn't believe it. She goes, "Really? Oh yeah. What am I gonna do with a sparkler? Ooh. Like what do I do with it? Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> okay there was my fourth of july rant sorry oh, it was a good rant my goodness See, but we were in agreement on it we thought we were gonna have an argument today we haven't had an argument yet you know because you're dead on pd does not find fireworks fun but i know he does find octane racer and mavericks fun i do you actually do i, do. I swear <laughs> fun i do for everyone legit yeah. do i i will say it was a little awkward putting your glasses on with the helmet <laughs> so i'm mean, here's a tip at the raceway because you, if you wear glasses you need glasses to drive while craig doesn't which is frightening, by the way. <laughs> this is Craig. Put the helmet on first, flip up the goggles, then put your can- your um, glasses on. That's a tip from a, a, a dad. There you go. Helmet on, visor up, glasses on. Great tip. Great tip. Um, yeah, lots of great stuff to do at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Cart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcades, axe great throwing. food and drinks, multiple bars. Giant TVs everywhere, four peaks on tap, tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. Could be a fun activity, especially as it heats up. It's like, it, it is cool. It, it's it's cool. a fun thing to do, but inside, you know, um, so love that. Obviously, development camp is kicking off on Monday. It will be in the afternoon Monday. So when we come for our show Monday at 11 a.m., we'll talk whatever free agent news happens over the weekend. And then go there. And then we're headed to the ice den okay. uh, for development camp. So we're really excited for that. The first two days are open <laughs> to the public. Yep. So if you're able to go, go. If The best place to be when it's 115 out is inside a hockey rink, in my sure. opinion. Um, get to see the future. Logan Cooley will be there. Geeky, Lamaru. It's going to be, yeah. I think, Dylan Josh. Gunther, Josh Stone. Yeah, like this is the future of the Coyotes. There's going to be a lot of goalies there. <laughs> a lot wow. of tall people. Yeah, where are your high, where are your really high heels? I'm looking forward to seeing that. that the goalies? Yeah. Can you imagine that six foot seven goalie on skates? Uh, Leah's quite tall. Fair? Are you I'm five nine and a half. Okay, yeah. that's relative. Yeah. I'm the, about, For about a woman, the same height. Yeah, like that's the same height. Yeah. Five nine. He's six foot seven on like, the ground. Flat, yeah. Add another three, four inches. With like skates. Oh, oh my god! Insane, I right? can't wait. Yeah. Can you please interview him with the skates on? I uh, yeah. yeah I can't should. wait. Yeah, I I absolutely. I really think I should actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're the. Oh like man. A, yeah. Uh, like, but like a child next to him. Yeah. It, it was it was great meeting these guys at the draft um, whirlwind, but excited to talk to them more next week. So stay tuned for that content. But we do have a special. Walking and talking that we're actually going to drop on the show right now. Who's it with? Who's it with, Petey? 
So Tanner Ludke. Where's he from? Where is he from? Oh, he's from Minnesota then. Oh, yeah. Shocking. Oh, yeah. I, I, we think he is. Because there was a question that you're supposed to, it's like a litmus test for Minnesotans. Ooh. And they get that question right. We'll see how he did. How, how long is this video? Just a couple minutes, I think. I don't know. And, and how long does Tanner actually talk? Or is this Petey talking? <laughs> I talk Guess a we'll lot. Find okay. Guess we'll find I out. Guess we'll find out. I'm sorry. <laughs> walking right. and talking, it's not walking and interviewing. It's a different, we're talking. It was fun. It's great to get another Minnesotan, and there's more to come. Yeah. Well, without further ado. World premiere. World premiere. Walking and talking with Tanner Lutke. Steve Peters with PHNX and a very special edition of Walking and Talking. Today, we've got Coyotes third round draft pick, Tanner Ludke. And big surprise, he's from Minnesota. So I thought we'd have a little chance to talk a little Minnesotan. First of all, we have to talk about the draft. Oh yeah. And so when you hear your name, what's that feeling? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. You kind of kind of black out for a little bit, I think, but um, just having my family here and a bunch of my friends is pretty special, so. Well, did you guys come down, did you drive down? No, we flew down, but two of my friends drove down yesterday. Seriously? And I was just sitting by the pool and they walked up. I had no clue. Now I am gonna say this because I can, because I'm from Bemidji. Do you hear a little bit? Do you hear a little bit? Oh yeah, it's there a little <laughs> bit, Ben. It's there, but it's okay. Yeah, no, it sounds good. Uh, buddy, it, dude, when you get to Arizona, I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> so one of the things we always have to talk about in Minnesota, is what is your lake? Everybody says they go to the lake on the weekend. Oh, Where yeah. is your lake? Uh, I would say Prior Lake. Prior Lake. My buddy, my buddy's got a jet ski, so we rip it around. See, I'm a Bemidji guy, so it's Lake Bemidji, but yeah. we're way the hell up there north. So <laughs> That's far. Yeah, for sure. And when we, when you look at Arizona, have they talked to you a lot coming to this? Did you talk to you at the interviews? Is this a team that you thought were you were on their radar? Yeah, I felt really highly actually. I mean, kind of I knew in the third round every time they had a pick, I kinda of was maybe gripping it a little bit. So um, And how does it feel like when you're when you're from Minnesota and, and, and Arizona, let's be honest, they, they take some hits in the media. What goes through your head when you hear it's the Arizona Coyotes? Is it is that excitement or is that oh, you know, and I'm being completely sincere, they have a tough time sometimes. So what what goes through your head. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, a few stuff in the media, but. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's the kind of show we have here. It's okay. We'll get to the end and then we'll stop. Yeah, I love it. No, I'm, I'm pumped up. I mean, I love the city. I love the state. Um, my grandparents live there. Oh, so, seriously? Yeah, I, I was Where are they all in the, the valley? Uh, Sun City West. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a quick trip to wherever oh. they will be playing by then. We're dialed in. Yeah, so you, you, you were in, played for the Lincoln Stars. You're yep. going to, to University of Nebraska, Omaha. Um, in the fall. Yeah. And the University of Nebraska is playing where? At the mullet. So oh, you're actually yeah. going to get a chance to play in the mullet. Are you excited to get a chance to play in Arizona? That could be your future home. Are you looking forward to playing in the mullet? Oh, pumped up. I mean, just seeing the crowds they bring in there for whether it's college game or pro games, it's packed every time. So um, it should be pretty special. So when when you, again, we both grew up in Minnesota, buddy, it's cold there. So are you looking forward <laughs> to it like a little, wearing a golf shirt to practice? Oh, 100%. Shorts, flip-flops maybe. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take you back to your childhood. You playing a game in the backyard yeah. in Elko, just outside Lakeville, yeah. in the metro area, and you're playing a game, and the game, all the kids sit in a circle, and you go duck, duck, <laughs> goose. Gray duck? Buddy, gray. from Minnesota. Is it gray it's duck? Gray duck. All right, hey, duck to goose? <laughs> Buddy, he just literally failed the first test of are you a real Minnesotan? Buddy. Oh, that's tough awful. luck on me. I am so excited to have another Minnesotan in the valley. Thanks for taking a little walking and talking. We'll see you next time. Tune into the PHNX YouTube channel. We got a, a draft recap today. We'll see you real soon. <laughs> the, the highlight for me on that, other than he nearly, he recovered. He did recover. And almost failed the, the Minnesota test, um, is when he said his grandparents live here in Sun City. So we talked to him more uh, off air about that after. And he comes out here every Christmas as a little child. Mm. And they would go to games at the time. It was Jobbing.com Arena. He had his own Coyote jersey. Unbelievable. And so when you find that connection, he was actually... He, Every kid goes, oh, I'm so pumped to be drafted by this team. He truly is pumped to be drafted by this team. He had the Coyote jersey, went to the games Got there, and, and his family is still here, and they still come out here to the Valley. So it's really, it 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 was really kind of sweet to see. And the, the, the big thing about all of these guys to me is they're kids. Yeah, and you see it in that moment, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. 
It was yeah. so much fun. I'm, I'm always reminded of that at the draft. Just the, the raw excitement on these kids' faces. It's yeah, that's yeah, that's a, really a real plus of being yeah. at the draft. It was fun. So I, 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 we did have a really good time. We got a lot of work, but it was nice meeting all all these guys. And and Great now guys, all of them next week, all twelve of them next week. Oh, we didn't meet twelve. Some of them weren't there. But, but next week, we're going to get to see a Oof. lot of them. Yes, we are. Uh, Allie said in studio already after a 5 a.m. flight. Y'all are the best. Great work this week. Completely dominated the coverage. By the way, Allie. And I'm proud to be all. Allie, yeah, thank you. And Allie, Allie money. Thank, thank you. For, yeah, Allie. She went through some travel hell there and back. So, yeah, and she um, dealt with the bugs. Yeah, she was, she, was, she was getting mosquito bites <laughs> during the show and she battled through oh, it. No. Allie was absolutely fantastic. Oh. That was a lot of fun. The whole thing was fun. Amazing. I'm glad we had the opportunity. Now I'm looking forward to the next step. I am looking forward to development camp. I want to see too. some of these guys on the ice. I'm not going to evaluate them. I just want to see them there. I know Leah last year got a chance to talk to a lot of these guys and had a lot of fun with them. And I think that, that we've already talked and we're going to have pretty good access. We're still hoping to do some really fun things over the next five days. Absolutely. Yep. So, yeah. And beyond. And <laughs> let's get through Monday. <laughs> oh man. Well, everybody, thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button on this video. If you're listening on audio, subscribe, leave us a review and follow along. We should have more draft content coming, more behind the scenes looks to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel coming this weekend. So hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live or drop a video. Um, we'll, you know, we'll be ready if any free agent signings happen with a 60-second summary on them. So stay on the lookout for that. But we're just trying to bring you Coyotes content five to seven days a week, and I feel like that's what and we've done. Joel's already in the chat. Yeah, jo Joel got back Late last yeah, night. Yeah, they flew yeah. 11 o'clock flight out of Nashville. Yeah. I don't know, if Joel, did we talk about being a bouncer? bouncer was oh, that yeah. here? Or did we say that on air? I, don't, no, either, I was talking about that, that, was before I was talking we about that before the show. Yeah, yeah, Joel, one of our diehards, was the bouncer yeah, at our awesome. live event at Love and Exile. He stood in a chair and he, he kind of resembled the guy that could be a bouncer. And it's on yeah, the way know. to the restrooms and he would wave, <laughs> wave people through. Like, yeah, it's okay. You can he does through. that. He has that quiet authority. Yes, he does. He does. There. Yeah, he does. So Joel was the bouncer at Love and Exile, oh, man. man. Great time. Oh, man. Great time. Happy. Can we go to bed now? Yeah, we can go to bed. Um, follow along at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter for free agency news, for development camp content. And you can follow each of us at S. Peters Hockey, at Liam Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore to pause. Um, what a week. I can't believe it. Um, and it, it doesn't stop anytime soon. We're going to keep going. Nope, free agency story coming later. I'll probably yep. have that up by this evening. Yep. So go PHNX.com. Check it out as well. You guys, it's time to go to bed. Hope it's I time to go it. home. Yeah, Let's go home. Enjoy the rest of your Friday, everybody, and we will see you next week. Au revoir.